Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Bleachers, featuring your co-hosts, me, Anibia Okan, Anirkan, and Jason. Who's hyped up for another show? Oh, bro, I'm always hyped for another episode of Beyond the Bleachers, man. This is my only thing besides schoolwork, so, you know, this is always the highlight of my week. This is the only yep. thing that keeps me sane. <laughs> uh, bro, I could totally agree with you on that. Yo, I'm. It, yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting used to it, but it still sucks, man. I heard. Yeah, PV, I heard really PVD bad. Fest is about to be postponed. That sucks. That That's would really, that would have happened. Yeah. yeah. I right. mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, but you know. Yeah, that probably means Detroit's coming soon, and that's gonna suck. Those are like two things I was really looking forward to. All right, yeah. before 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 we worry about what what may or may not happen, let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. So, this past Sunday, the NBA we're going to talk about the NBA looking at a twenty five day window to return to basketball. Also, we are going to talk about Tory Lanez's new album, The New Toronto Three. Also, we put up a poll on our Twitter page talking about the greatest NBA players of all time, and we have our featured guest interview back this week featuring my basketball my high school basketball coach John Cavanaugh and we have something special for you, for you guys at the end four albums no skips our opinions and we'll be explaining that later on so you guys ready yeah got it let's go all right so the NBA it was reported on Sunday by ESPN NBA reporter Brian Windhorst that executives and trainers have been discussing a 25-day plan to resume basketball activities. 11 days, um, first part of the 11-day series of individual workouts with social distancing rules still applying. And once the social distancing rules are lifted, another 14-day um, period where teams would have training camp as a way to just transition themselves back into the season. What do you guys think about this? Jason, you want to, you want to go first? Yeah, I don't mind. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they have a choice, to be honest. I mean, if they're going to have the season, I personally don't think they have a choice. Why? How, how are you going to go back straight into games when you haven't played for over a month? Yeah, Maybe, bro. Like, it's not, probably it's not safe. Choice. That's not safe. Yeah, that's not safe at all. That's that's asking for an injury to happen. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm all for that. I like the idea of having the social distancing rules still in place. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that they have a training camp kind of. So it's like, because I mean, I feel like chemistry would be a little bit messy. Yeah. Um, to begin with, so I feel like getting a chance to there there are players that literally haven't touched the basketball since their last game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think having the opportunity to, you know, get a feel for everything, get a feel for how your team runs, plays you do, I feel like that's necessary. And, yeah, I mean, I just don't think not doing that is the right option. That's literally asking for an injury to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I don't think it's still an indi- – I don't think it's an indication that we're going to see basketball soon. Um. The plan sounds reasonable, like giving the players a month to kind of prepare um, with first like individual workouts um, and then to give them a training camp 
to kind of like reacclimate themselves and kind of get the chemistry back with their teammates. Um, but one thing that did stand out to me about this report that came out this weekend was it's still that the league is encouraging all officials to come up with plans. So this is one of many plans, ideas that people have come up with. So I don't think it's an indic. I don't think there's like this plan is much of an indication to say that, you know, we're going to have basketball soon. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So kind of just like, you know, only time will tell. Yeah. And another Another thing I'd like to point out is that yesterday the Chinese Basketball Association pushed back the start of the re- excuse me the restart of their basketball season to July after saying they were going to start it next month. So we all understand that China is the example that the rest of the world is following. Because so obviously that's obviously because that's where the virus started. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I feel like, you know, we have to follow their lead. They've, they've kind of gone through what we are going through right now. So we kind of have to closely follow that situation and kind of just, like, figure out how our own professional leagues here in the United States can move forward to get games uh, back going. Yeah, yeah. At, at the same time, I feel like since it since the outbreak did start there first, we can be – a little bit smarter with our decisions. So yeah. I don't think necessarily we're going to, you know, come back and then push it back again like they yeah. did. But it's like, you know, like since it's there, we can kind of see what they did, know what works and what doesn't. Yeah. So I I, I really at this point can't tell you what's going to happen with not only basketball, but sports in general. But I still feel like there's a chance because we're – in the U.S. at least, kind of. Like, yes, we have the most cases, but people have to realize we have a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of more people than these other countries. It kind of hit the U.S. last. Yeah. Can I bring up up a few points that, like, people, like, I feel like people really, really need to understand? mm -hmm. Like, in terms of, like, the basketball players' health, um, like, side, you have to some of these you not everybody has a home gym where they can work out and like stay in peak shape like if you guys watched the NBA horse challenge which was trash by the way um God, that was horrible. Uh, I'm not even going to lie to you I didn't watch it okay yeah, yeah you, didn't miss, you didn't you didn't miss much I I heard I heard flip phone recordings and I'm like I'm okay yeah but um <laughs> Yeah, you, you could see that like some people were like like Trey Young for example, he was he was doing this outside in his home in Oklahoma. And like other people like as well too, like Zach Levine too. And like also in terms of like if when you're getting things back up, they've also suggested that having an abbreviated 18 playoff with a best of 3 series, I believe in each round. Or you just have a March Madness style single lim- elimination tournament with all playoff teams from each conference. Really? Yeah. You can do that. You can do that if you, you know, um, if you decide to go play games in like Las Vegas or with Florida having just announced that um, sports 
is an essential business in the state. So, you know, possibly having the idea of uh, yeah. having all teams go down to Florida, finish out the regular season. Mm-hmm. There's still there's still a lot to figure out. Yeah. We still don't know enough. I and mean, it's, it's a work tell. in progress. Yeah, yeah exactly. A, I mean, it's a work in progress, and I, I don't know if this is the optimism in me, but I do feel like we are getting a little bit of clarity. Yeah. yeah, we are. It, it. I feel like it's heading in the right direction. Um, not only for sports, but the situation in general. Yeah, there is kind of a pause right now. There's no like rapid new cases coming up or anything like that. So, so far it looks positive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have to see. We're not going to get anywhere if you don't continue to do the things we're doing for for the next few weeks or so. Yeah, and that's important. That's the most important part because you know if we stop now kind of like cut off what we're doing before we're just gonna you know case is gonna spike back up yeah it'll probably get worse yeah and plus like uh dr anthony fauci also mentioned like as people don't know like i'd be surprised if you didn't know he's the basically the director of uh national (laughs) is it national um allergy and infectious diseases yeah okay um he said that he he also encourages the return of sports, and if if it were to happen in the case in the summer, but he says under the circumstances that it's happening without any fans. Oh yeah, yeah, I def- yeah. I agree. I feel like that's the only reasonable way to do. Yeah. It. Like I mentioned, like I mentioned last week, um, we said my, my, for us in Rhode Island, uh, May. 8th, May 8th, May 9th mm-hmm. is the day where like the stay at home order is supposed to be lifted. But I don't think they're gonna slow I think they'll slowly like ramp up the number if that if things get to that point. Yeah. But you know, we're not gonna once after May 8th, we're not gonna be all allowed to, you know, have large gatherings and stuff. They're still gonna no. put measures in place. I so. feel like and this is this I just this is no source or anything. This yeah. is just what I feel like should happen. Yeah. We should just slowly, first of all, start with, you know, jobs. Slowly get yeah. your jobs back and stuff like that. And then, you know, progress towards, you know, a normal life again. Well, but yeah. there's no there's no way you can... Oh, May 9th, let's all go to, like, Thayer Street or... Street, yeah, or, exactly. or, or, like, the mall. like that. And that's not even here. That's everywhere. You can't, yeah. you can't do that. That's... That's 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 basically yeah. asking for too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it should be more of a you know yeah. some businesses start opening up again and stuff like that. It's gonna take yeah. a while. Yeah, and also the antibody study, the antibody study that uh, tests that they keep talking about by like checking, like if you have for major league baseball to the virus. or just in general. No, I'm just saying in okay. general. Well, we we can go into yeah. that, but uh, just having like a certain immunity to the to the virus and letting those people uh, go back into society. I feel like that'll be an diff- important thing to find out and help us figure out when we can start going back. When we can start, you know, when things can start going back to normal. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I'm not that guy that goes to like concerts and, you know, ball games and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm not used to that kind of stuff, but I've, I've seen reports where you might not see concerts again until like 2022. Well, yeah. personally, that's not really affecting my yeah. life because I'm not, you know, I don't do that stuff that yeah. often. 
it, it it's just an indicator. It's gonna take a while for things to get back to normal. Yeah, it's gonna take a long. Yeah, while. that seems like I saw that too. That seems like a stretch based on what health officials are telling us. One thing I will say: most models, and you can even look at uh, the initial projections for yeah. you know, cases and deaths here. Yeah. Most models, we we never get to that. Yeah. Point. It's they always give us like a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. It's almost always in the middle. Yeah. From what from what I know, we are yeah. way under what that projection for like deaths. And, yeah. In terms of deaths and stuff like that, we are way under what that projection was supposed to be. So what we're doing is working. We just got to continue doing yeah. it and hopefully yeah. things will start clearing up yeah. again. Yeah. You, you brought up the antibody study when I was talking about the thing. Do you want to? go into a little bit about that um, yeah I'll go into that um, so basically it was reported by Jeff Passan that um, employees of the MLB teams are participating in a massive study that will test up to 10,000 people for COVID-19 antibodies and this should all, this test should offer a better sense of how widespread the disease is in the major metro areas in the United States and the overall goal of the study is to get a better sense of the virus, the virus's true infection rate by utilizing a national sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I saw something. This was actually last night. I saw. Um, I was looking at. I was on YouTube yeah. and I was just looking at you know. Yeah. Stuff related to that, and I came across this video, and it was. Um, with that, we might be able to know. Yeah, like a more accurate, um, you know, fatality rate and stuff like yeah. that. So that that could potentially mean that a lot of people are getting this. Mm-hmm. A lot more people are getting this than we think. Yeah, which actually is better. Mm-hmm. More people are getting it, and less people are Wait, dying. What do you mean, more people are getting it? Wouldn't that be a bad thing? It obviously you don't want anyone to get it, but it, for example. If we think that there's a hundred people and five people die, right? Yeah. And with the antibody tests, we actually figured out that five hundred people have it, but five people like the same five people are dead. That's actually like obviously you don't want anyone to die or anything like that. Yeah. But that's that's the worst thing that could happen. But it's like one hundred people versus five people dying and five hundred people versus five people dying is very different. Yeah. So I saw something like that. Um, to put it into a sports perspective, I mean, I like the fact that the MLB is helping out um, yeah. with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't agree with what they're trying to do in terms of like the Arizona thing. Again, people have yeah, families, so... people. I mean, I think it was Clayton Kershaw. He said, he could understand if it's someone, you know, that doesn't have a family and just wants to play ball. Like, that's, I mean, what else can yeah. you do? Yeah. But, but, I mean, he has a family. He has a newborn, I think. He has um, a child that was recently born, and it's like, you're missing four months of your child's life, you know what I mean? So, it's like, yeah. people, I mean, life is bigger than baseball. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, I don't agree with what the end goal is for that. I also do appreciate the fact that, you know, they're trying to help out with these studies and 
and it's more of appreciation for like all the sports in general. The NBA has done tremendous things. I'm pretty sure the NFL and the NHL will. There's probably stuff we don't even know about that they're doing. So it's nice to have all these, you know, associations involved with it. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of my take on that. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, you touched on everything I wanted to touch on. All right. Um, yeah, definitely the antibody test will definitely give us a better idea of how this virus is spreading. And with the MLB doing it, seeming like they're being in the forefront of trying to get the game get games to continue, it'll give the other leagues a better sense of, you know, where they can go and how they can go forward. All right. Yeah. Any more thoughts? Nah, that's kind of pretty much uh, drained everything. All right. So, Tory Lanes. Yeah, let's get Tory Lanes. All right. So, Tory Lanes drop. Yes. You got no, it. You got it. You got it. All right. So, Tory Lanes. Uh, this past Friday, Canadian rapper Tory Lanes released his fifth studio album titled "The New Toronto 3. Artists featured on this album include Mansa and Lil TJ. Um, so what do you guys think about his latest album? Do you guys listen to Tory Lanez on a consistent basis? Not on a consistent basis. This might be this is definitely the first album that I've like full album that I've listened to Tory Lanez. But what was that? What was that uh project that he had with uh Jerry Sprunger and uh Chicks Tape Five? Yeah, that was Chicks Tape Five. Wait. No, that you you can't tell me that's the this is like the first album, bro, that you've listened to. This nah, Chicks Tape nah, I remember I Is it the first album you've seriously listened to? This there's might, a huge, might there's a been, huge difference between this, those. This might have been the first album I seriously listened to. Yeah, but there's a me, huge there's a huge difference between seriously listening to music and having it in the yeah. background while you shower. Yeah. <laughs> um wait. No, I did listen. Uh, no, I listened to a few songs. I didn't listen to the whole thing. All right. Um, uh, this is definitely not the first Tory Lanez album I've listened to. Um, so just in case, like, just to refresh your memory, Neocon, um, Chick State 5 came out last year. There's a Love Me Now that dropped in 2018. There's a Memories Don't Die. And then there's "I Told You So," which features "Forever." You could you 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 could say all the albums I want. I just admit okay. that ne- this is the oh, first Tory oh, Lanez album. I'm just trying to help. Relax, okay? I uh, all right, cool. I'm just saving you some uh, time, bro. But um, a few songs that I liked on the album, um, "Pricey Spicy," kind of gave me like listening to it. It kind of gave me the the Lord Knows by a Meek Mill kind of vibes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then uh, I also liked uh, D&D, uh, Back in Business, Do the Most, and uh, Who Needs Love. I like Back yeah. in Business. You touched on probably my yeah. favorite song from there. Um, it's uh, – to, to answer yeah. my own question, I've listened to Tory Lanez since I told yeah. you. That's kind of when I started. I, I didn't get to witness mixtape Tory oh, Lanez yeah, yeah, like other yeah. people have. But I have listened to mixtape Tory Lanez, and for example, the New Toronto Two and all the chick tapes before that. That he's more in that kind of bag, which I like that Tory Lanez better. To be honest, I'm not too big of a fan of, you know, like high pitched Tory Lanez and 
uh, like Love Me Now, that, that kind of Tory Lanez. If you listen to that album, he's it's very different from the New Toronto 3 and the New Toronto 2 and all that. Yeah. So I personally enjoyed it. It's going to it's gonna stick with me for a little bit. Chicks Tape 5 didn't stick with me that much, really. Didn't he drop Chicks Tape 5 in, was it uh, December? It was, no, he dropped it okay. in November. Yeah, 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 he dropped it late okay. last year. Yeah. Nah, but the, to answer, I think it's going to stick. You're saying that because of, bro, we literally have nothing to do. So it's like, you know, you can sit and listen to his album, like, at all hours of the day. Yeah. I mean, there is there is other stuff you can listen to, and there's yeah. old stuff you can listen to. I've been yeah. personally doing that. Yeah. But I, I, I like the project. I can't complain. Um, I think from mixtape numbers-wise, it's not too bad. He definitely... Got some attention because of, you know, his quarantine radio and, yeah. you know, dropping out. Which is right sadly there. ending soon now. if the quarantine thing yeah. is eventually lifted, but I hope it doesn't. Yeah. But... What do you guys think about that? Wait, wait. If the quarantine, what do you mean? Quarantine radio. Just in general. No, 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 no. Anivia. Oh. If the quarantine lifts. So, like, he, po- he posted something. Uh, I believe yeah. it was. I believe it was. Wait, hold on. Um, it was this morning. Yeah, he posted something this morning. Yeah, he said that, ladies and gentlemen, Quarantine Radio will be back for the last two times this week before we go on our quote-unquote break. There will be no Quarantine Radio all next week and up until April 30th. We are awaiting the announcement from the government, which will tell us if we will be in quarantine another month or not. If we, we are, we will bring back another month of QR. If not, then we outside. Well, I mean, personally, I'd rather be outside, yeah. but... We all would rather be outside. No, but, I mean, he... I mean, I, I feel like that can get tiring. I'm not too... Oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, 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 no. My fault, my fault. Uh, that was... Yeah. I was scared. Yeah. Was that the video um, on his page? No, I was just playing... <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was playing something on his that story. Was... Uh, yeah. All right. Whatever. No, but um. So so you asked, what do I think about quarantine radio? In yeah, general? yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um. All right. I love it in some aspects. Let me not get too ahead okay. of myself. Yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of like girls twerking on live and on camera. Like I'm not. Bro, that's not only Tory Lanez. It's, I, it's not I, I only see, Tory. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. I know. But it's like it's a it's a big yeah. <laughs> but 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 um. Uh, obviously, I mean, here and there, whatever. But it's like when you constantly see that shit, like, you know, like I add, add some stuff, uh, you know, add some creativity. Yeah. Um, so, I'd say other than great. that, though, I I like it. It's not. It it was very. At, at in the beginning, it was kind of like you know all I had. Now it's kind of like. Repetitive. Yeah. I'll say it's repetitive. But to be honest, we need any but, entertainment right now. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised more people haven't done anything like that. Not necessarily, you know, girls working on your lives and stuff, but, like, anybody just doing anything. All right. Um, wait, can I... I mean, it definitely does help that he has a clout that he yeah. does. Yeah. Wait, can I bring up... Can, can wait, I bring what, up this thing? This, uh, wait, what were you going to say, Neocon? No, nah, I was going to... I was going to talk about... No, nah, you go ahead, and then I'll bring up my All opinion right. on it. Um, so... 
How do you feel about the Playboy Cardi sing- single? Single? Wait, I thought it was it, an album. Oh, my God, bro. I told you this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Not the Playboy Cardi single? Yeah, nah, there's no way. It's, what is wait, it? That's coming out? It's not a single, bro. Damn. There wait, was a single. Was, there was a Playboy Cardi single I was listening to this morning. Wait, what are you talking about? Hold on. Let me, let me. Wait. You talking about. This is news to me. He dropped the song. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to. um... That is news to me. Oh, paid in full. Oh, wait. Actually, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Are you serious, man? Man. No, 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 no. No, Uh, bro. What the bro? Fuck you're quiet. Are you yo, you're quiet for the rest of the segment. Right. Yo, I mean, so I understand back. there's, I understand there's music coming out, but I don't, mm. I'm not aware of anything that has been out. That's news to me. If anything's out, <sighs> continuing here. Yeah, this kid, said, this kid saw an album <laughs> cover and got, got excited. Didn't even verify his sources. Man, you got anyway, this kid, you cut me off while I was gonna give my opinion about Tory Lanez about that. <laughs> Are you serious, bro? All right, yo, be quiet. Be quiet for the rest of the segment. So, all right. Anyway, um, I think quarantine radio is um, uh, that's such a great strategic marketing move. I don't know if he was like, yeah. Are you making fun of me right now, bro? All right, yo, be quiet. Stand in the corner. Yo, right now. you messed this. You you messed up. Yo, yo, just talk, okay? You keep you you keep going. going all right, so as I was saying before, I was really interrupted. Uh, quarantine radio is just a smart, strategic move. I don't know if he was like, yo, I don't know if he was planning on doing this or as like a way to like get more streams for his album, but you know, it was just such a great idea. Probably a bit of everything in terms of numbers for his album, attention. Yeah, it, it, is, a, it is a great idea. I mean, yeah. this definitely has something. Uh-huh. Now it's amazing. He gained he gained two point two million followers on IG, including me, in that last month, which is kind of like wow. That's that's just fucking. He's a, he's always been a pretty funny dude, um. But yeah, I I definitely see can see why he would do that. I mean, yeah, he's he's popular, but he's not you know he's not breaking records either with the music he's dropping. So yeah. I really Definitely hope he just helping his cause, you know. Yeah, I just really hope he's in my kids' history textbooks because he's oh, keeping f- he's keeping a lot of people entertained right now for the hip hop community. Yeah, yeah. All right, and no one else is really doing that. Yeah, yeah. There, there are people. I mean, you know, there's constant like DJ D uh, Nice is doing stuff, but that's pretty uh, much all I know of. I mean, there's um. Hit battles here and there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's hit battles. There's, I mean, uh, NBA um, live a few times and stuff like that. Uh, he's he's such a terrible artist. I don't know why people like him. Who? NBA YoungBoy. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about the NBA. Like oh, the page. I, 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 okay okay. He's okay. Did, he did. okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
He no no no. I mean, in in all fairness, NBA Youngboy did go live like a week or two ago, and he was spazzing. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was. If you haven't, please like go watch that. It was pretty no, bad. I don't spazzing on what like perks or like something else on Kodak. It, uh, it was it was when his wife, I guess, got stabbed. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, but no. What I what I meant was the NBA. The league has gone live, and you know, has has gone live with players. Oh and stuff yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. like you know, there's some interesting things there, yeah. like what players thought in Game Seven of whatever game they were a part of and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right, Anibi, I think we could bring you back. It seems like everyone. So, so, so I'm so I'm back from timeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro, bro, you messed up. I don't know what the fuck you were talking <laughs> Yo, about. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't either. Okay, you know, you know, uh, we're gonna we make sure it doesn't happen. Okay, you know, yeah, we're gonna forget. All right, cool. This is your first. This is your first. We're gonna forget this happened. Okay, this is your okay. first. You know, host. Thing. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, we good. All right, so yeah, we're, we're good. good. Now we're gonna move on um, to our next segment. We're gonna be interviewing my basketball coach, my former high school basketball coach, uh, John Cavanaugh. But first, yeah, crickets. Crickets, come on, man. Yo, you ain't gonna start. You gonna sound like Charles Barkley now? Come on, man. Come on. You don't need. <laughs> are we waiting for? Oh uh, yeah, we actually are waiting for him to get on the line. Okay. While while he waits to get on the line, um, there is no music dropping soon. Oh yeah, the baby. I don't know why he's dropping. Afterwards. I have an op- I have an opinion on that. I'd like yeah. to share. Yeah, go but ahead. He he's dropping way too much. And it's like it's it's fine music. Like yeah. music's not bad, but it's like for music that's not you know number one in the in Billboard. Like he's dropping way too often. This is three albums in just over a year. Yeah, that's too much, in yeah. my opinion. And I mean, there's always jokes about like how it always sounds the same and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean. I hope there's a little bit of variety in that, but I don't know. I mean, the marketing is kind of weird for it. I also feel like, like he just put it. Oh, I have an album coming out on Friday. Like, like, damn, can you not? Could you say that like a week ago or something? Yeah. Like, have me kind of prepare for that. Like, yeah. but I I don't know like what Playboy Cardi's dropping. I don't know if it's a single or it's an album. All right, Cavs here for that. All right, but, we have. All right, we have our right, basketball how coach. How are you doing, coach? I'm good. So, obviously, how you be, how have you uh, been the past few busy. weeks? You know, it's been a obviously a very strange time. Um, but you know, just trying to do the best we can with the kids at school and make sure we're reaching out to kids, make sure they're okay. My position is a little different this year because I'm not in the classroom anymore. I'm a dean of students, so I'm not teaching online. Right. My wife is actually teaching classes and stuff and saying assignments and everything where I'm more reaching out and just making sure kids are okay, they have what they need, 
you know, especially with, you know, Wi-Fi issues and stuff like that so they can get their classwork done. How's that transition? kind of like you find it easier? I find it frustrating myself. Um, you know, I went from being extremely busy every day to kind of um, trying to fill my day, you know? Uh, <laughs> you, know you go from... You go from <laughs> you know, eight to three and you're constantly on the go, constantly, you know, communicating with kids and with teachers and parents and administrators to like, all right, well, I'm going to go watch TV for a little while now. And so it's been a lot of downtime. So it's, it's, it's very boring. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we'll say that. Yeah. I'll take that as a good thing. <laughs> mm, still getting money. Um, so, um, wow, I lost my train of thought. Um, so we know that this past season, um, yep. you guys finished nine and nine. Um, you guys seem like you guys had the team that could go deep into the division one yeah. playoffs, but you know, unfortunately you guys, <laughs> um, it seemed like you guys, um, you know, just couldn't put it together. And then you guys unfortunately lost to Coventry. Um, talk a little bit about that. You know, how was the season? Um, where do you think things um, went wrong? I think the, the team grew a lot over the course of the year. Beginning of the year, um, I thought we started off very strong. Obviously, our record didn't show that, but you know, we our first game was down at Norwich Free Academy. It was a you know one point game with like ninety seconds to go, ended up losing by like seven or eight. Next night, played uh, played uh, at Mount Pleasant, lost to the buzzer, um, and then went to Mass and played a couple games in Mass and and played well. And again, we were you know right there in, at the end. Um, then it just kind of came, right? Who's going to be the alpha dog of this team? And coming out of the summer, we knew there was going to be a lot of push pull between the, the younger classmen and the upperclassmen. Um, so that kind of mm-hmm. started to rear its head, you know, some strong personalities on both sides, and, um, you know, just people, kids getting into their feeling. You, you, you've been there, you've, you've, you know, you've been yeah. the program, you've done yeah. it. Yeah. But this, you know, kind of going to yeah. have a different mindset, having different uh, goals, um, really getting their feelings and, and being, you know, feeling bad for themselves instead of saying, you know what, all right, let's, let's just put this together and win. Um, you know, I thought we underachieved greatly. Um, we worked our tail off trying to get this team to where we thought we could be competitive. I mean, we were, we went six and three over our last nine to get to nine, to get to 500. Um, yeah. we had kind of turned the corner, we, you know, we would have an ugly game. We'd have a great game. Like we, 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 we played country the first time we were up by 44 at one point. Um, yeah. then the next game mm-hmm. we played, we played one socket and, um, you know, when soccer was not a good matchup for us cause they were huge. And our game plan was to kind of try to take the big guy out of the, out of the paint who went for 2020 against the first time. And we did that. And we let, four kids that average a combined 20 points go for 60. So it's like, we just couldn't put things wow. together. You know, it, it was, it was very frustrating, but then we'd go play Hendrickson and lose by one play North Kingston. Yeah. Two. And it's, and with, with the yeah. ball, you know, chances to win, um, you know, so, you know, even the games we lost on the stretch uh, were close. They were games, you know, last possession games, but that playoff game, I don't think anybody saw coming. And, uh, you know, we went in there with a lot of confidence. I thought we were set. I thought we were prepared. And we just, you know, let a kid that literally can do one thing well do it. You know, the the, the big kid, Boclo, mm-hmm. he had five threes against us, four in the first half, and that was really the difference. So, 
And I can imagine how that crowd was, you know, from what I remember, Coventry yeah, fans they're, they're do travel well. They're I can only, they're, uh, they're pretty yeah. brutal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was a good, you know, it was, it was a good high school game. It was a great atmosphere. The gym was packed. Um, we finally had the scoreboard working, which was nice. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate because we just didn't, you know, we, we had a shot to, to win it. You know, we had a point blank shot in the lane with, you know, I don't know, five seconds to go to take a one point lead and we missed. You know, and they did a good job of basically just saying, mm. you know what, we're going to make them shoot from the outside and we're going to pack it in. And, you know, one of their assistants, his friends with, uh, with Al, was one of our assistants and said, you know, we, we were going to go 3 2, pack it in and make you shoot from three. And if you knock down your threes tonight, then so be it. Then you were, you were going to win. And we, mm. I think we made. Yeah. One or two threes on the night that night. And uh, it was just, you know, it wasn't a good shooting night for us, but we just forced things. Instead of just taking the mid range, we wanted to try to get to the rim. Well, there's three guys at the rim. You can't get there. You know, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who are you really excited about uh, in your program? Um, I mean, we got a lot of young talent. Um, you know, looking forward to next year, I lose six seniors. You know, including yeah. star, including uh, three starters. Well, I mean, Henry was a starter, then he you know broke his hand for the 14th time. But you know, we have a, a, a very solid sophomore group, a solid junior group. Um, you know, you look at a kid like Stanley Ure had a, had a good season this year and made second team All Division. Um, came off the bench most of the season until Henry got hurt. And uh, but played well. Uh, I think he's going to take a next. You know, hopefully he'll take the next step to really become a, a leader on the team next year. I'm looking at Ned Fitzpatrick to try to get more time next year and, and really be more productive. I think this year he didn't take the advantage of the change the chances he had, and yeah. you know how that goes. And you, you're, you're yeah. get so many chances after a certain point. It's like all right, I got to go with somebody else. You know, and um, yeah. But I think my sophomore class with uh, with obviously with Marquise Buchanan, um, you know, Marquise is a kid that can dominate a game on both ends. Um, you know, I mean, we played at Mount Pleasant that first league game of the year. Uh, he literally dominated the game. He was in foul trouble too, and I thought he dominated the game yeah. on both ends. And I saw the box cuffs again. I'm like, you had seven points. I'm like, I I thought you had so much more than that. Like he just he just his his mark was all over that game. You know. Um, and then, you know, my freshman, I have a lot of good freshmen and I'm, I'm interested to see what Evanson, um, St. Franck can, can do next year. You know, he got some minutes this year, he got varsity minutes. He didn't play any JV. I wanted to keep up with varsity so he could really learn, you know, our style of play and, and how we do things. And, and this mm-hmm. year was much different than any other year just because of the type of team we had. I had no post-ups. Once you guys left, I had no post-ups, you know? Yeah. So, it was like we played more freely, we played more, you know, spread the floor and kind of beat the guys off the bounce. And even defensively, we switched everything. And I had all these alumni come back during the break and they're like, oh, yeah, now you switch everything. Yeah. Switch everything. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I couldn't switch with your team. What are you talking about? Like, even you guys, like, somebody, somebody from your group is saying, like, oh, yeah, now you switch everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put Amadou point guard on a switch. You're like, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> But um yeah, I, I definitely I definitely said that because like you know like the um ice and week learning that uh, terminology oh, yeah. can definitely be like it can definitely be like confusing to some people who don't really like understand and like follow the game. But like 
would have got that would have got me more minutes. At the end of the day, we all know I wasn't the best. Oh yeah, we know. No one ever said you were. So you know that would. I wasn't the best for it. That would have definitely, especially junior year, when that was the main reason why you know I went from the starting lineup to the bench. That if that was the case that year, then I would have definitely been yeah. still a starter. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, what if? What it's if? Just, you know. Yeah, but it's funny because everyone thinks, oh, you're, you know, you're switching. It makes it much easier. No, not at all. We we drilled that da- like the same thing we did with you guys with ice and week and all that and drilling it daily. We drilled switches every day. How to do it properly? How not to get pinned underneath the screen? How not to? How to get to the level? Like we had a problem mm. early in the season, and this is the first time I ran a full just switching defense. Yeah, we had a problem in there. We were just giving up threes off it. Because we just weren't getting to the level of the screen. Wow. So, you know, my guy's going to set a screen. I'm two steps be- below him. And the guy comes up and, and comes up and they, you know, go hand uh, off or they go, you know, ball screen. And the kick comes off. He's wide open because I'm too low. So, we had to work on getting it. I remember we played um, yeah. at St. Ray's, who wasn't a, a very strong team, but they had some kids that could shoot. We gave up a ton of threes because we were just too low in it. And it's just it was just literally, guys, take one or two steps up. And you're gonna contest the shot where you're just too deep at the at that time. Time, um, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go a little more into like personally about you. Um, Todd Keith. Yep. I know he you was said, a former coach you, before you were at classical. You said Todd, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's always yeah. trying to correct me, man. Okay, you've already <laughs> messed up earlier. You ain't gonna come back, bro. I didn't know his name. So So we know Todd was a former coach at Classical, and then recently well, he's just actually, retired he's at Central. He's actually still at Central um, he, uh, before you took over. Yeah, he had. Um, oh, he's still he at Central. Oh, he had two knees replaced, and hadn't come back to work yet. So that's why oh, he, okay. coach. he just he wasn't cleared to come back to work. Coach. Ah, okay. So, so he, he's he still is. The coach there was there? an interim coach this year, uh, Mike Reed, the young guy. So, uh, okay. Coach Reed was there this okay. year, just an interim oh, basis okay. until Todd comes back. So, okay. Um. So, how influential was he to you when you became Huge. the coach Huge. at class? Uh, Todd and I had known each other for years. I was in high school and Todd was at Rick and we'd be playing together at Evans, playing pickup games. Um, I did camps when I was in college at PC and Todd would be working the camps with me. So I've known him for a long time. And then once they got to Central and I got the girls coaching job at Central, Todd, Todd hired me as a, a coach for, for the Aim High basketball camp. And at that point, uh-huh. Todd and I, you know, b- being that we worked in the same building, I was the only other person working the camp that actually worked at Central with them. And, uh, you know, we just be, got close and, and you know, I, I kind of pick his mind on stuff and, he, he, you know, he'd come to me at, at times, but he, he was his, he was much further along in his career as a basketball coach than I was at that point. And, um, you know, we just kind of hit it off and, and it got to the point where it's like, you know what, I, I need an assistant. Uh, well, we actually, when I started with him, when I started hanging around with Todd, he was actually the assistant coach at Classical. Thomas Connor was the head coach who is now the okay. assistant coach at Mount Pleasant. 
uh, when Tommy was leaving, sent class to okay. go to Mount Pleasant. Um, Todd took the head job and he was assistant. He asked me to come over from Central, but at that point, it was they wouldn't let me. They didn't want to create another opening, so by me leaving the girls' position at Central and then filling that one, it would leave another opening. Um, so they made me wait a year. So that that last year that I was with Central, I was doing both. So I would, you know, have practice at, at Central for the girls and then walk over to class one and jump on the bench and, and help out with the varsity game, you know. So, but I mean, I, I picked up a ton from him. He, he was, he, Todd's basketball IQ is, is, is very advanced. And, um, you know, he, he sees things before they happen. He, he can read the play. He can read plays. He can read games. He, he's great at picking out um, a lot of, you know, players' tendencies and things like that. He was very good at diagnosing um, kids' shots. You know, if a kid was struggling with a shot, he could pick out, right, this is where you're, fine, you're having your issue, and he could help the kid fix it. Um, but coaching on them for that couple of years was huge because not only did I learn a lot from him as an assistant, just the way things were going, I was able to coach some varsity games because he was out. He had a couple of health issues. So, like, my second year with him, I coached as a TV coach. I coached seven varsity games myself. You know, so like, I think over the three wow. years I was his assistant, I think I coached 10 varsity games. You know, that first, that first year I was with him, I coached one varsity game, and it was we were undefeated at the time, and we were playing West Warwick at our place, and they were undefeated. And I went and scouted them, and, you know, we were prepared, and we ended up going up by 30 in the first half. Halftime score was 47-17. And then we ended up smacking them. And I remember the next day, we had a meeting for um, the JV tournament. And I remember all, I heard, like, a lot of rumbling, like, oh, yeah, they were up by 30 at half. Kavanaugh was, was coaching. So it was just funny, but not only did I learn a lot from just being on there, but I was able to also gain that experience, which a lot of assistants can't. You know, you know I, I can let Al coach 10 yeah. games, but I'm not going to. Not only get yeah. that, just the, the behind the scenes stuff and practice and, and how was, you know, how he ran his offense, how he ran his defense, but I was also able to get that, that experience of coaching, you know, being on the sideline as, as the main guy in games. And that was huge. I mean, we coach, I coach games, overtime games. I got team games, you know, the team ready for playoff games. And it was, it was insane. So, but I learned, I learned a ton from him. It's unfortunate because of, of uh, Todd's personality and some of the things he's going through that, that people forget how much he's actually done for basketball in the state. He has done quite a bit. You know, I remember uh, not this past season, but the season before, there were a lot of, a lot of people kind of down on him and down on uh, Coach Sarantine at, at St. Ray's. And uh, oh, yeah. I finally spoke up at a meeting. I'm like, you guys, you guys kill me because you forget what these two guys have done for the state as far as basketball, as far as high school basketball. Yeah. Not only developing players, but the amount of kids they put in colleges, the amount of kids that they have that are uh, uh, pro players and pay, playing overseas, um, and what they've actually won and accomplished as coaches. A lot more than what a lot of the guys in this room can do. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Dear. I did not. Wow. Um, my next question, your former player, David Duke, bursted on the scene this past season, averaging 12 points. And I wouldn't – I had no idea I would say this three years later. Well, three, four years later, shooting 42% from the three-point line. 
What are your thoughts on this past season, and where do you I see him going his junior year? Could do. Um, he looked a lot more confident and yeah. comfortable this year than he did his freshman year. His freshman year, you know, everyone knows what David is is capable of. You know, it's last year you get frustrated yeah. watching him play because it's like David, you're open, take the shot. Like I remember texting him after games, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, and I would have. Other coaches, friends of mine that knew I coached them, text me like, "What is wrong with this kid? Like, why won't you shoot the ball?" And it was just—I think it was just a lack of of, of confidence in in his shot, um, and it was also just being comfortable playing at that level. You know, I remember it was his mm-hmm. first game of his freshman year. There we are sitting first row watching him play, and he goes, "Oh, for the yeah." You know, I think he scored one point or something. Yeah, and um, you know, I think it was just in his head. You know, and. Part of that is playing at that level. I think part of it is, and I said that I did an article in Forbes on him uh, about a month ago. Yeah, I read and, that. I read yeah, that article. I think, I think one of the things was just the being the local kid. You get that. That's an added pressure. Like you're going to get, if you're coming yeah. as a high recruit, you're already, you're already under a microscope. Now you go do it in your hometown team that you live a mile and a half down the road. You know, that microscope just got a lot brighter, you know, a, a lot wider. And I think that he, um, you know, I think he, he had struggled with that a little bit. You know, he had to get used to playing at that level and and taking risks, taking the shot, putting the ball on the floor and attacking. You know, he just had to play his game. And once you you can see when he – this year he came in a lot more confident. And, um, yeah. you know, and, and I, you know, you heard rumors always one and done and all this. I'm like, he's not one and done. No. He's not. I never, I never yeah. believed that either. You know, yeah, and, and that's – you heard a lot of people saying it. I don't know if he ever thought that or not. Um, I never, I've never spoken to him about it, but I did. I was contacted by scouts and, and different NBA personnel and stuff about him prior, you know, during his freshman year, and then again this year as well. And uh, you know, I think this year he's just the one thing you say about David is you know he's going to put the work on. He's a gym rat. Yeah, you know, he'll be in the gym as much as possible. If you watch his Instagram, he's always working out. You know, and uh, even now with the with the quarantine, he's still out there trying to you know run and everything else. And um, you know, I think this year he was just more comfortable and and he put the time in. He he's he's improved the shot. I don't think it's it's not where it needs to be yet, but it's on its way. And he's much more confident taking it. You know, you can see he's more balanced. He, he's got a better release. The offhand's not you know coming off the wrong way. Um, the shot looks a lot better. I think it's just it was just getting comfortable. You know, you're going to be comfortable. It's a different thing being the man at high school and then being the man in a Division One college program in the Big East. Yeah. And I feel like I, I like the point that you brought up about the uh, the one and done. Like, I never fed into the idea of people, you know, right. saying he's going to go, he's going to go to PC and then he's going to, you know, mm-hmm. dominate there and then he's going to go to the draft a year later i felt like the one thing i was always worried about is like you know he has a great family you know obviously sean jordan his parents the one thing i was worried about is like him caring like taking advice from someone who was in his ear oh yeah of like oh yeah go to the league go to the league um, when he wasn't ready one of the scouting services that contacted me um i actually got contacted by a scout from the oklahoma city thunder and mm-hmm. then I got contacted by a, a company okay. or a guy that runs a company in the Northeast that reaches out to Division One athletes. And, and I asked him, I said, is this something where you 
like get backgrounds and guys and bring that to teams or the teams contact you and say, go find information on this guy. And he goes a little bit of both, but both scouts, uh, one of the questions was, you know, who's, who's in his camp, who's in his ear. And that's something that, that I talked to David about. And I said, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, everyone's going to have their two cents. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just going to make sure that their two cents is the same two cents that you want, you know, because people are going to say, well, you should go do this. You should do that. You can do this. You can do that. You can make this. You can make that when it's, it's your decision. They can give their input, but you're going to kind of make this decision. What's best for you. What's best for your career. What's best for your family. You know, so I think I think he will do that. You know, David is a kid that his head's on straight. You know, he he's you know even now he's still a humble kid. You know, he does. I don't think he gets caught up in. I think he's used to it at this point where he can yeah. you know kind of sit back and say, "All right, I'm gonna you know yeah. deal with this and and you know knows who to listen to and, and who's got his best interest at heart." You know. Yeah, I feel like in, I feel like in terms of like finding like the right people to listen to, I feel like that's important too. Like just in a general scheme of things, because like you'll see a lot of people, a lot of college guys coming out of the draft. And then a year later, like in my opinion, a year later, you'll look back and be like, Oh, that guy should have, should have stayed in college an extra year. Even if like these guys are getting like second round projections, like the difference yeah. between a first round contract and a second round contract are complete. Like they're massively dis- distinct. Oh God, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and, and it's you know it's unfortunate. You look at somebody like, and I'm not I'm not crapping on Ricky Lito, but yeah, if Ricky had stayed in college, yeah, and played a year or two, you know, because you could think he was in college one year but didn't play, yeah, and now you're gonna go to the league, yeah, you know, and that's a that's a big jump, yeah, you know, and you think that everyone knows Ricky is is you know uber talented, um, but if he had maybe stayed in the college program for a year or two, yeah. Where would, he, where would he be now? Would he be in China? You know what I mean? Or would he be, you know, where right now he's, you know, I think it's, it's I don't know what his contract's like. Is it, is it over a couple of years? Is it anything else? But even that, even the foreign contract, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother yeah. issue in itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, you know, there's no guaranteed money. If, if you, they don't want to pay you, there's no one to go to say, well, they didn't pay me. Yeah. You know I mean? So there's other issues with that. But, you know, would he be in the league? as a rotational player. I mean, he showed what he could do when he had his 10-day contracts. Yeah. But, you know, there's a difference to going, you know, you go play for the Knicks when they're, you know, not a playoff game team. <laughs> and you know, there's 13 games left of the season. You go put up some numbers. It looks good, but how often does that translate into a pro career, you know, in an NBA career? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's yeah. – And, again, I don't know Ricky's complete story, you know, who is in his ear, who's telling him to do what, who's telling him to leave, who's telling him to stay or what, but – you know, you you wish something like that, like a play like that. You know, if he had stayed a couple of years, he'd probably be, at this point, he would have been, you know, uh, an NBA pro for a couple of years, and he, he'd at least be probably, at this point, eligible for when he did leave a uh, a uh, pension. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Um. This is something I've been always meaning to ask you. Um, you've kind of, <laughs> you've kind of had like the history of kind of producing some of the state's best players. Personally, who's your My classical all-time, all-time, all-time starting, starting five? five? Oh God! The classical, yes. What a question! Someone I was assistant too. 
You can even include that. That's fine, yeah. That's a tough one. That's the question. All right, well, let's go with Keelan. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna go with my as a head coach. Cause okay. Because I'm looking at other all staters. Okay. Gatorade Player of the Year, like that's a, that's a lot. I just go with me as a as a head coach. I would go. Keelan, David, let's see. Ish Terrell. I need one big. You go ask Morales. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, that's a tough one. That's a tough I don't know. I, I, honestly, Ex- if I look at... Yeah. Bigs over my tenure. So, so just the name guys: Oscar, Tommy McKiernan, Jamari, Ernest, you, Amadou, Ed. I would say, because I'm looking at that. If I'm looking at that, if those four guys are playing. I don't need any more scoring. <laughs> like, like, right? I don't need any more scoring. So I need someone to defend and rebound and set screens. I, I would probably, honestly, on the account, I'd probably go between you or, or Oscar on that. I'd probably go with you or Oscar on that. Like oh, I said, wow. I don't need no okay. score. I need somebody who's going to defend, block shots, Are you saying... and rebound. And set, set, some, set some solid screens. I mean, that kid from... Are uh, you just... What the hell is this school we played just seen the year that you... The, the kid that was going to the rider... Oh, oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, oh, what's, the, what's that, CCRI? Yeah, that was... Bad. Oh, yeah, I laid him out. Wait, wasn't that the game... Yeah. Wasn't that the game you had your ankle injury? Are you, wait. <sighs> no, oh, yeah. that was my that knee. Was my knee was twitching. That was the game knee. you fouled out a minute into the second half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You Wait, that? me? Yeah, you. So you you drilled that no. kid. We made a run. Wait, it's like ten and a half. And then um, uh, my, you're yeah, right. You made bench. a run and I was on the bench. Then <laughs> let me know that uh, that you were in foul trouble and you fell down with like it was like eleven minutes to go and you're like, yeah, that's fine. Cal, Cal, can I say this? Cal, can I say this? Yeah, yeah, good. Wait, what's up? I'm still no, 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 no. Wait, let me say this. Um, come on, I'm, that was one of my best shooting games. I'm still mad that game's not wasn't on huddle. I gotta be that honest. Was, that wasn't. I remember you. You did it. You, you. We came back. Yeah, we were getting our ass kicked. Yeah, we came back. So, yeah, that was that was a good game. But yeah, you played well. Sean played well. Um, yeah, we just. We just yeah, that was that was but yeah, you you were just killing kids and then you followed out with, with eleven minutes to go, twelve minutes to go or something. And then um what do you call it? Anthony got hurt that game too. 
Oh yeah, that... Anthony. Anthony rolled an ankle on the sideline. Oh yeah, he had to go, yeah. Yeah, they're going oh. take it, go to the hospital. Yeah, that game was. Yeah, I, I what, remember that. That was New London. Yeah. No, what? What's this? Windsor. Okay. No, that was Windsor. Yeah. Then we kind of thin the rest of the season in terms of depth. Yeah, we always deal with death. Well, I mean, Which, you think Imani was probably playing the best of his career yeah. during the season. And then somebody, I won't name any yeah. names, drilled was an elbow uh, practice before these mm-hmm. problems playoff game. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> trapped in the corners of the 13th. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, that, that next game didn't go so well. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I would say, I mean, obviously, you're gonna okay. you got to put those four. Yeah, yeah. The big three, and David obviously going to be there, and then, yeah, I'd probably go probably because I mean, you absorbed everything you saw in the icon. You know, I mean, you both did, but in the icon, you really all the all the because I, I I tried to make a Nibia a, a a small forward at one point and uh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a bad experiment. <laughs> Maybe he's like, I'm, don't ever invite this guy on again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you got to think you played uh, as an undersized center your entire senior year against some bigger teams. Yeah. All your own, you know. So. Yeah. Mm, wow. Are you just no, saying I, that I, because I, you know I, I have you on the show, or do you really mean that? Kid that you like. You, as far as everything we taught, walls, walling up, you know, staying vertical on when you're trying to block shots or anything else, I'd say you, Oscar, and Tommy are probably the three that, that absorbed it the most. Um, you know, Jamari was a shot blocker. He okay. wasn't going to do what was being asked. Ernest was not didn't yeah. that. Ernest didn't want to play inside. It didn't matter that every person in a basketball game at some point is going to find themselves on the baseline, underneath the rim. He didn't want anyone anything there at um, you know, Amadou, just we know that story. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say those two and yourself are probably the three that absorbed everything I taught defensively as a big throughout your course of your career. Um, yeah, I'd say the three, and you got to think that you know, you were in the varsity lineup for three years, too. Yeah. Kind of, had, I had, yeah, had the time to, yeah, kind of like I got yeah. used to it. Junior year was kind of rough, but you know, senior year I was like, you know, I kind of have yeah. to recover from that, you know, just kind of make the best of what I have now. Um, but yep. our last question, because you know we're kind of running out of time. Um, it's um, you're talking. Where was it? Where was it? Um. Oh, no. That's not the question. Who was the player? Me or my brother? <laughs> the question. Wait, I thought it? you were going to talk about the impact that. of, like, COVID, COVID-19 on the high school level. <laughs> you, you thought you were, you know. All right, we could, yeah, you're right, not okay. sneaky you in your answer time. both questions, but, you know, I have to add that. All right, so I'd say <laughs> okay, NBA okay. is a better shooter. Yeah, we know, yeah, we know that. Okay. You know that. And, yeah, okay. Con, you were a better, you were better post player. Okay. There you go. No hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. 
No hurt. Wow. Hurts. Okay. Wow. Uh, so COVID nineteen. Wow. It, it, it's it's well, a shame with what's what's going on and uh, you know, but just just from the from a standpoint of the high school season, you know, we got we got the divisionals done. Yeah. And uh, you know, I did the radio for the three divisional games, and obviously it was a topic of conversation all day, and um, we just didn't know where it was going to head. And by midweek, I'd say by Tuesday or Wednesday, we had gotten a plan um, that, you know, the first round of the open was getting played. Um, you know, uh, what, seven of the yeah. eight games were played. The only one that wasn't played was Barrington and Smithfield because they decided they are going to Friday. So once we heard that um, they were going to – that URI closed. I'm sorry, not URI. That CCRI closed. We got that notification earlier. I want to say like maybe Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And then it was like, guys, right, so what's going to happen now? Another good thing is that my assistant principal at Central is on the board, is on the on the PCOA, the principals committee, for you know the class week. So I was kind of getting you know information from him, and then also Sean Kelly Wheeler is now the AD at Wheeler. So I was getting information from him. So once we heard that CCR was closed, so they couldn't use that for fr- for Sunday for the Elite Eight, the game's going to get moved to Saturday at Rhode Island College. Then we were hearing that, all right, the game's going to be at, at Rhode Island College, but they were going to spread them out. So what the original plan was going to be is the games would be held on Saturday. First game was going to be at, I think, 11 o'clock. And they're going to go three hours for games. No fans. It was going to be, uh, you know, building management. The people run the building. It was going to be the officials, both teams, and then uh, Dan York and I were going to do the radio. And what they're going to do is they're going to stream the games on the NFHS network. And basically, Dan York and I were going to provide the audio. So that was the plan. What they were going to do was they were going to play a game. After the game, clear the entire building, sanitize everything, and then bring the next group in. So they were going three hours in between games. It was going to be like 11, 2, 5, 8. So it was going to be a very long day for us. And then even as of Friday, at, I'd say around 11 o'clock, they had a, I know they had an a emergency meeting. Um, you know, they kind of did like a teleconference meeting. And at that point, it was, still wasn't canceled. And then I'd say about an hour and a half later, I'd say around one thirty, we found out that uh, they were going to cancel the rest of the uh, playoffs. So it's, it's unfortunate because you had, you know, you had some ups, upsets in that very first round. You had Blacksonville Prep beat Woonsocket. You had um, uh, East Greenwich knock off Mount Pleasant. So it was going to be an interesting tournament. Um, you know, it's unfortunate it didn't come, you know, get played. Um, you know, kids miss chances that could get seen by some college coaches yeah. and help with recruitment. That that causes a whole nother mess. Um, but it's unfortunate because I think this would have been one of the better tournaments that we've had. Uh, just because you had some upsets early and that, that allows, you know, chances for other people. You had East Providence knock off at LaSalle, come back from 19 down, come back and beat them. You know, I think it, it would have been – you know, it, w- it would have been an interesting tournament. I was looking forward to the matchups on Saturday. Yeah, especially since the state was – especially the state was wide open all year too. Yeah, it was. And, you, I mean, like I said, we didn't even make the open. 
Hendrick and him up in North, in, uh, North Kingstown with the you know one and two seeds, and we, beat, we lost them by a combined three points. You know what I mean? So I think that you know you talk to anyone, I don't think anybody in the state thought that. Oh yeah, this is Hendrickson's year. This is North Kingstown's year. This is Mount Pleasant's year. I think everyone kind of felt like I, anybody plays well on a given night, they can win. You know, so it's just it's too bad that it wasn't able to get uh, played out, and you know, and just lose that opportunity. <laughs> And quickly, because we're going to talk about this after this Jeez, greatest man. NBA player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> greatest NBA player of all time. Man, I hope because that's that's my guy. But yeah. Listen, okay. I'm not picking a Laker. I'm not picking a Laker. That's just not going to happen. Okay. So sorry, Al. I'm not picking. A, I'm going to go Bill Russell. He's, Bill Russell. he's an old time. Not even. Oh, wow. Okay. The range. Now let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Go Bill Russell and then uh, 1A, 1B would be uh, Larry Bird. So are you going to just completely forget about Michael Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow, coach. Okay. Yeah. I certainly did not (laughs) miss that sarcasm. No, I would say say Bill Russell. I would say Michael. Hmm. Yeah, that's what Michael. Michael of LeBron and Kobe. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. All right, man. I agree. No problem. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you so much, Coach. Yep. Yeah, no problem. Oh, uh, wait. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Yeah. And. Um... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oops. Yeah, I did not mean cutting him off. But, no, I'm saying thanks. Oh, for okay, me. yeah. Uh, uh, no, you said you something. Guys stay safe. Yeah, well, how you? How's all your online stuff going? Oh. So, yeah. it's not bad. It's it's all right. It's busy. It's manageable. We're just trying to. Yeah. I want the year to be to be I mean, over. To be honest, to the, to just the everything's NBA? a mess right now. You guys? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything. Yeah. Finals. Just following the uh, same schedule. Everything's online. Oh wow! What are they doing for graduation? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Graduation has been so they've given the seniors the upper uh, choice of either doing. It I think the, the majority, the majority of people decided to do it in the fall, and like that makes sense, in my opinion. It does, but if you're, I mean, it depends on what's going on in your world. If you're, if you're, I mean, where where we're at. As a as a country at that point, but also if you're you know if you're working in in New York or you're working across the country, are you coming back to Kingston for graduation? It's like I don't know. I feel bad for the high school kids. The, the college graduation is something, but I think high school. Is more yeah, fun. yeah. You know, so I feel bad for them. I feel I feel bad for yeah. these guys. You know, just not having that that moment. You know, it sucks. Yeah. Cause it's like definitely even now, even now I still think back to high school graduation, just like just like crossing the stage and yeah, just right. like making your right. parents proud and like that's just like everything. Yeah, exactly. And just not being it's able to. I mean, like, these guys don't get prom, they don't get graduation, so it's it's unfortunate. Like you're not doing a birthday. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the, yeah. the school departments are gonna do. I, I we're not going. To I, I cannot see us going back to school. Um, but I haven't heard anything as far as what they're planning on doing going forward. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. 
Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think we'll have an answer. Will, I think by the end of the week, the we'll probably have say an something. That's from what I think. End of this week, early next week, we'll have a, because right yeah. now we're out till the 11th. 11th will be the first day back. But this, it, we're not going to go back 11th? for a month. Okay. It'll be complete chaos. Okay. You know, so, but this is what it yeah. is. Yeah. But all right, guys, you stay safe. Thank you, Kev. Don't get behind your work. Thank you. Anytime you want me on, right, coach. All right, Thank you. Take all care. Right. Yep, of course. Yep. All right, so he helped us transition into our next topic. Uh, so the greatest player of all time. Um, this Sunday, the premiere of the ten-part docu series, The Last Dance, will air at 9 p.m. on ESPN. The series will focus on the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan's final season with the Chicago Bulls. Episode 1 and 2 will air this Sunday. So before we get into the conversation about who's the greatest of all time, what do you guys um, Can I start off with this? About this documentary. Um, yeah, you forgot to mention the point that we, we put a poll up yeah, on sure. our page talking about who we uh, think what you guys think are the best. Hey, you just... Yo, you're just gonna you've already got me twice already, so, you know, up. I have to get my revenge. But let me... You cut me off. Right. But... <laughs> okay, okay. But, um, right, well, yeah, we put up a poll you happy. to let uh, right, see what you guys think are the greatest um, NBA players of all time between Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, or anybody else that you guys think. And... The majority of you guys chose LeBron James with uh, 54%. Um, but besides that, I'm just looking forward to seeing, like, because it seems like we're in an era, like, a time period, like, where people are slowly forgetting about the great things Jordan accomplished throughout his career. Like, yeah, I get, like, LeBron James is dominating the leading league in his 17th year, but I feel like this documentary is going to give us a refresher of how great Michael Jordan was. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I, I'm just the one thing I'm more excited to kind of see, like from what I've read and what I understand that see that season was very toxic and you know you kind of had Jerry Krause who was the GM of the um of the Chicago Bulls at the time you know players didn't like what he was doing kind of like all of that and like Jordan was like just done with management I'm just trying to I'm just interested to see kind of like how that unfolded and then you know just kind of like what went into you know just all of that, you know, just kind of like a pre, like how they were able to, because one thing personalities, you know, sports, it's hard to manage, you know, it's hard, yeah, even beyond sports, it's hard to manage personalities, but like just being able to put all of that together, you know, just putting that all aside and just to still be able to reach your ultimate goal, that's very impressive to me. I agree with Anibia. I feel like, um, a lot of people have forgotten about Michael Jordan these days. I've kind, I'm kind of a victim for that. I feel like a lot of people just follow modern basketball 
more than you know last era. So yeah, I'm just looking to I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like to basically get more information on like how last era was and how that season went and just more information about Michael Jordan in general. Yeah, I feel like I I obviously know I I know a good amount about Michael Jordan. Obviously, I mean obviously he's Michael Jordan, but. Um, especially with, you know, Kobe in this era and his recent death, rest in peace. Uh, LeBron, you know, people like that feel like people are more stuck on that than the last era. So, yeah, I feel like to kind of get a refresher and to kind of see, you know, what was going on back then, how the game was different, I, I definitely am going to look forward to that. Yeah, especially I feel like also too like you see like I know not like you see a lot of like recency bias, I would say. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like people, like in, in my opinion, like everyone's talking about how like oh Le- LeBron James is not LeBron, uh, LeBron James is doing this, LeBron James is doing that, but. If you look back, if you look back at, if you look back at uh, Michael Jordan's era, this is like before he won the championships. But like, I think he had a time period where he won like six straight scoring titles. Yeah, and like, yeah, he was. Yeah. It's not like he was dropping like, it's not like he was doing like what, um, like he he was doing what James Harden was doing, twenty. 20, 25 years ago, like dropping like 35, 36, 37 points a game. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. But this is, but like, yeah, that's, that's probably the number one thing that I'm looking forward to. Like, I want, like, I understand, like, I get, like, yeah, LeBron's great and all, but don't forget about what Michael Jordan did. Like, we can't forget about that. Just like we can't forget, well, that transition. Yeah, just like we can't forget about what Dr. J and like Magic, Larry, Bill, whatever. You can't forget about what the previous eras did, like before our current time period. I agree, and that transitions well into our goat discussion. Yeah. Um. Who wants to go first? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I have a yeah, lot to say. So I, I can start. So I've always said wanna... this. I've always gone by this. And I, I look at everything. I look at talent, accomplishments. I I even look at a little bit of impact, influence. Although I do think that's a bit. Those are like extraneous. It, it, it's. It, yeah, like I'm not gonna, you know, just because he opened up a school, I'm not. He's not like, you know what I mean. But um, from a talent perspective, I think there's mm-hmm. been nobody better than LeBron. I feel like LeBron. Obviously, there's people that shoot better than him. There's people that you know defend better than him. There's, you know, but to ha- to be good at pretty much everything, and have that type of an impact, where you elevate your teammates. Um, just their IQs and their playing levels in general. I feel like from a talent perspective, I don't think it gets better than LeBron. Um, there's a lot of great. There's a lot of great players. I mean, Katie, 
Giannis. There's a lot. There's a lot of great players, but LeBron's everything. He can do everything. Um, if you're trying to win a championship, that's the guy you want. Yeah. Um, if we're gonna look at the greater picture, talent and accomplishments and achievements. I mean, I, I get, you have to go with Georgia, yeah. in my opinion. Huh? What, bro? You just gave two answers. Well, no, I've always said that's. I'm you just gave two I've answers. That. Let me finish. Um. So I mean, you know. Okay. Okay. In the finals, all that. Great player. Different era. All has to put into account. If I had to pick between the two, for the goat discussion. I would probably go with. It's tough. See, it, it, it's tough. I feel like LeBron hasn't won as much. But he's basically on track of like but he, smashing he's, every I, record. I feel like he's he, he's he's a championship away from me being. Fully confident that I could say. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel the same way too. I would say, yeah. So if I'm gonna pick between the two, I'm gonna pick LeBron because LeBron still has a window of championships, and there's a lot of there's a lot. Huh. Well, obviously he's still. Well, yeah, but I feel like. Well, obviously he's still. He's not only playing; he's accomplishing amazing things at his age. So, I'll say LeBron. I feel like, again, he has a window. He can win one championship, maybe multiple, still as the best player on his team. Um, and like Anivia said, there's a lot of records to be broken. I think he has a legitimate chance of being number one in all-time points. Yeah. Um, okay. That's something, that, that's something that I look at. So, if I'm going to pick between the two, I'm going to pick LeBron. But I'm not gonna get pissed about. See, people take the uh, people take the conversation too seriously. If you say Michael Jordan, I will not get pissed. At you. Yeah, yeah. I, I I kind of feel the same way. Like in my opinion, okay. I think Jordan's the goat. I still think Jordan's the goat. But if LeBron wins another title or two, I'm gonna say LeBron's the goat. But let me tell you guys. Let me let me say. Let me tell you guys why I think Jordan's the goat. I look at it from I look at it from this perspective. Everyone talks about like, oh, um, with Jordan, um, um, let, everyone brings up the the when you're talking about teams, everyone match matches up the '95 '96 team, and they match up the match up the like the teams that uh, LeBron's played played against. But you gotta look at it from you also gotta look at it from Jordan's perspective. The NBA twenty years ago was a lot more physical. You can hand check. You didn't the, the league didn't promote the league didn't promote freedom of movement. That's why you didn't see like 100, 120 point games like you see now. And you think about Jordan, Jordan was put Jordan was putting up the numbers that LeBron's putting up now twenty years ago. And LeBron has the advantage because the NBA promotes more offense. And wait, what were you gonna say, Jason? Yeah. No, I said I agree. And let's look at it from LeBron. Let's look at LeBron James's 
uh, perspective too. How many he has? He's been to the finals nine times. He's three and six, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks was a bad. The Mavericks lost. That was a bad one. That that that's like a. That's if you look back and like, oh yeah, that should have been the title. LeBron should have won. The the two thousand seven. Yeah, that's the yeah. one title. That's the one yeah. title that the two thousand seven one. Yeah, that that gives him a. I can bail him out on that one. He was twenty two years old. He he was, uh, he was young. That team was clearly not ready. Um, it, we that team beat the sure. Pistons Jeez. in the Eastern Conference Final, but um, and then <clears throat> let's look at the. Um, Let's look at the uh, 2013 NBA Finals with um, the Spurs. What if Ray Allen hit that shot? What if Ray Allen hit that shot? LeBron, if if Ray Allen didn't hit that shot, they would be he would be two and he would be two and seven in the finals right now. And then we look at Kyrie. You know, and then we look and- at Kyrie the Kyrie Finals. If Kyrie didn't hit that shot, he's he's one and eight. I know you're probably gonna be. I know. I know. Um, if you guys don't know Jason, uh, that's pretty much the greatest things that ever happened to him. The Kyrie shot, like he's still, repl- he's probably replaying that shot on his head right now, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the greatest shot of all time. <laughs> no, and it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my god! I, I do kind of shit on LeBron a little bit because of those shots. If Ray Allen and Kyrie don't hit those shots, he this isn't yeah. even a discussion. Um, but – and just to reiterate, like, my mm-hmm. position on it, the reason I put LeBron there is because I have expectations for him to achieve yeah. that. Yeah. That's why. But let's say he doesn't achieve that. I can I can say but that's a, this, I don't yeah, think – That's the thing. There's so I, many, like – there's so many factors. There's so many factors that are – tied into this discussion that you can't crucify somebody if they say they they like they prefer Jordan more yeah or they prefer LeBron more we 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 could we could have we could have a whole show yeah. on this topic to be honest look 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 i think i think it's i think it's fairly simple why Jordan's the greatest player of all time yes and Ebe, you explained that the game was more physical. All right, let's look at it this way. And we kind of explain it to you guys. The game is more physical. LeBron, not LeBron, excuse me. Michael Jordan is the career points per game leader with 30.1 points. 30, yeah, 30.1 points per game. He was able to do that in a more physical era compared to LeBron, who's fourth right now with 27.4 points per game. Hypothetically, if we're playing in, if Michael Jordan is playing now, Michael Jordan is killing the rest of the league. See, so it's as simple as that. The league now, the league now, LeBron, because you're like, oh, promoting offense and freedom of movement. The league now promotes offense, so obviously LeBron has the a good time scoring right? of breaking the um, breaking uh, the scoring kind of. Our scoring record. See, but I don't today's see, NBA allows for that. I, I I don't see. But with Michael Jordan scoring as the primary thing for LeBron, LeBron is much more of getting players involved. Here's here's another so, factor too. 
Here's another factor yeah. that like I've always like this is this is even this is even now like I'll even nitpick this occasionally. Jordan is more of a killer than LeBron. LeBron, look, you when oh, you think that, of when you think of guys with why. the killer instinct, you think of Jordan, you think of Kobe, then you think of LeBron. In my opinion. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, LeBron <laughs> in my book is not even the greatest player of all time. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm I am coughing. LeBron's not giving you a pass for that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's strike number two. Man. <laughs> Who's number two? No, it's not, bro. You need to relax. Oh my lord, no. Me, we're Kobe. Not, we're not going Kobe's this. better than LeBron. Le- I've I've been LeBron saying this for the longest time right now. Kobe's a whip. category than Kobe, besides free throws, maybe. Last last time. I don't care. I'm Why? still taking. I'm still taking Kobe before I'm taking LeBron. Because, bro, I know Kobe will get. Kobe will get it done. If I need to get him down, if my team is down ten with two yeah, minutes left LeBron in the game, team, I know I Kobe will find a way. Down ten in the last two minutes of the game, as often. I I don't think. I'm just saying, bro. I'm, I'm just not saying. Putting Kobe second of greatest of all time. No, it's not even fair. I don't even want to. I, it's not fair to discount. Kobe as a player is better Kobe than as a Kobe as a Everyone player just doesn't want to admit LeBron. it because, you know, Kobe, whoa, 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 whoa. Kobe is Jason, better. Jason, Kobe Jason, is better. Jason, let me take care of him. Let me take care of him. Jason, let me take care of him. All right. So, in terms of efficiency, you still taking Kobe? <laughs> I don't care about stats, bro. My <laughs> eyes tell me that. My eyes tell me <sighs> that Kobe's a better player than LeBron. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, yeah. My eyes tell me Kobe's a better player than LeBron. You know, oh, LeBron averaged more. He had more rebounds. He had more assists. One, they played in different systems, so they probably promote different. You know, one system might promote LeBron having the ball and being able to make plays compared to Kobe. So that don't even matter to me, bro. Kobe, in my eyes, when I watch Kobe and I watch LeBron, Kobe's a better player. So it's not even fair to put, you know, that's, you got to, you know, I'm, I'm tired of all these people co- coming in my ear saying, <laughs> oh, LeBron's the greatest player of all time. First of all, LeBron's not even the second greatest player that's of all ridiculous. time. Can't even make that. Yo, every 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 show we have one point. It is what it is. That's my opinion. Me from your mouth, and it's and this is that point. Me uh, blasphemy. I'm saying truth, bro. I, I I just don't. So so you, uh, your eyes yep. tell you that Kobe's better than LeBron. Okay. What? Okay. What? Do, what? My do your eyes, eyes tell me from what I've seen. Yeah. You know, I could still. <laughs> So my eyes, <laughs> it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to describe. Hey, but hey, my hey, eyes, bro. Hey, when I'm looking, you know, at, you know why? Because hey, Kyrie Irving has great I'm looking handle, at Kobe, I guess because he can, he has great handle and he spaces the floor very well and he finishes amazing. He's a better player than LeBron all of a sudden because he's very crafty. 
No, I'm not. No, I mean, that's not that reasonable. Logic, that's I'm not taking say, Kyrie yeah. before taking LeBron. But look. look. No, no, no. Kobe, bro, when you, the thing is, I've watched. Because like, cause what's it called? Because one of my, my coaches is a big Kobe fan, so I watched a lot of his stuff. But just looking at Kobe, Kobe's just just an animal, a dog, just like mm, someone you want to go to war with mm-hmm. compared to LeBron. So that's, that's simply, you know, I can't even, you know, the, all the GOAT conversation, you know. LeBron's not even <laughs> getting it. not even second good. As simple that's as that. Kobe, 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 yeah, Kobe, 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 it's true. And I hate that. It's I hope true. we look back. Rings don't mean much. I hope we look, much. Much, hope we look back in this particular wait, conversation. Wait. Bro, and so I hope hopefully this doesn't end up being your skip Bayless moment in the account, okay? Wait, wait. <laughs> no, this is not when y'all wait no. when's what? Y'all making fun of me right now. But look, okay, yo, if we're basing it off accolades, is Bill Russell the greatest player of all time? He played against no, chips and munchkins, bro. <laughs> Okay. Well, so why can we make that, bro? So why you guys say, "Oh, Kobe"? I mean, they do. Uh, three of his five rooms come from Shaq. That Kobe doesn't discount him as a player. Make that a reason why he's better than another player? Not that you're saying that, but people people say no, 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 no. People, people, people. I'm not saying that. I'm not say saying that. that. I'm not saying you say that. But okay. I will discredit yeah. the fact that three of his five championships were with. The greatest offensive force in that time frame that we may have ever seen. Okay, but that doesn't take away what right, he's done as a player. At the same time, you can make a case. All right, we got to we got we to wrap this up. Are there any final last thoughts? Well, LeBron is better than Kobe. All right. Simple. Okay. Michael, Kobe, so LeBron. So, in our final segment Simple today, we'll be talking to you guys about our four albums, No Skips. So, it's a latest trend going out around on Twitter. People posting their four, uh, four albums that they think are No Skips, in their opinion. Um, and, boys, what do you guys think? Are you, what, what, what are your four albums? That you first come to mind that are just no, you're not gonna skip when you listen to them. Any icon starts this discussion. I ordered. So my four, um, Die Lit, Playboy Cardi, Graduation, Kanye West, uh, What a Time to Be Alive, Future and Drake, and then Playboy Cardi. Those are my four albums, zero skips. No, no nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But that's that's mostly what I listen to. Well, yeah. what's a better album, Dial It or Playboy Cardi? Dial It. I, I have to say Dial It. A lot of people it. weren't even crazy about Dial It when it came out, but after after that, yeah. after a while, yeah. they started yeah. to get it. So... For some reason, it just, I feel like with me, like I was listening to it last night, it gets better yeah, every time it's I listen to it. Yeah. Progressed well. Um, I, I like What a Time yeah. to Be Alive. I think I would like a second one. 
there's been rumors about that, but I the first like four yeah. songs. Yeah, I, I'm just saying if they if they're gonna drop a second, what a time to be alive! Please drop it in 2021. 2020 is not the year to drop it. <laughs> it's yeah, not the year. That's, that's bad. Uh, what was, what was what was the other one you said? Okay. Um, graduation and then Playboy Cardi. I, I like graduation. This first year is mixtape. Yeah, it's kind of just like a classic. It's kind of like that's like one thing that you have to listen. Yeah. Like some, that's like an is album that, that you have to listen to if you like hip hop. I'm, I'm assuming yes, but is that your favorite Kanye album? My favorite, All right, Jason. Yeah, graduation is my year four. Album. Yeah, I got. 2014, Forest Hills Drive, J. Cole, uh, Trip, Janae Aiko, Trap Soul, Weston Tiller, and then Rodeo, Trap You basically Scott. got all your favorites in there, um, which I don't blame you for. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, yeah. obviously, I kinda, I kinda there's some variety. There's of, I like it. I know, I know a lot of albums. Some I have trap music, some R&B. Skips, but um, Forest Hills Drive, that was what I was listening to all the time freshman year and sophomore year of high school um and literally like it, it's crazy because since then he not that his music has been worse but they haven't been that album and his future albums will probably never be that album so I just gotta accept that but Mm-hmm. Listen, I I don't know if you knew like what kind of music I was listening to back then, but that was an album I was listening to every single day. It was crazy. Um, Trip, it's a um very. You, you gotta be in the mood for it, pretty much. But when you're in the mood for it, you you don't want to leave that mood. Yeah. So that speaks for itself. Trap Soul, Bryson Tiller is a. I like it because it's not long kind of gets to the point and there's no song that really disinterests me all the songs are pretty good um he's on the same boat as j cole i don't think any future project will be as good as that one but that's fine mm-hmm. you gotta learn to accept that and, and then rodeo is rodeo's a top 10 album <laughs> of last decade for me I can go on and on all day about it, but basically, rodeo. Do you guys listen to rodeo? I'm not. I'm not crazy about Travis. I'm not crazy about Travis Scott, but I have. I all right. So the the albums that I have listened to from him are uh, Astro World, obviously, which is pretty good. Um. Yeah. Um, Astro, I listen to Astro World. Um, I listen to Birds in the Trap, Sigma Ignite, Huncho Jack, and then Jack Boys. Those collab albums, but yeah, um, Rodeo is the only album that I a have lot of people say Rodeo's is best album. So I recommend you do that because see, Rodeo is not just Antidote okay. and Thirty Five Hundred. Like, there's a lot of really good music in there. That's your homework. Listen to that. Um, what were you gonna say? Any of you? 
I, did, I okay. forgot what I was going to okay. say. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was going to comment on Rogan. Uh, thank four? you for giving me the nice transition. Um, My four? No. Uh, so much fun by Young Thug, released last year. Uh, graduation, like you said, in Yukon. Um, Championships by Meek Mill. And uh, Jeffrey by Young Thug. It's my four. Yeah. Wow, you yeah. really like Young Thug. <laughs> I like Championships. Yeah. Championships <laughs> is a really good album. I. No, I'm talking about. If I we're talking about the, so much if we're fun? talking about the, talking about so the, much fun, the, I'm talking the about the original because, man, like if it comes to if it comes to the the deluxe one, I'm skipping the hot okay. remix. Okay. I'm skipping the hot remix. <laughs> oh yeah, that's hot. That's hot. That's literally that's disrespectful, but that's for another day. <laughs> I don't see the problem with it. What hot remix? No, that, that bro, that 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 song is hot garbage. Then listen to the original. It's bro, like, he ruined hard. the song. <laughs> Travis Scott. <laughs> you just hate the fact that I'm I'm dissing Travis Scott. I'm not saying he doesn't yeah. make bad music, but he ruined that uh, song. That's your opinion, though. That, I respect that. Yeah, okay. I'm not really. I'm not really but, out um, here trying. Yeah, like, you know, I can, just, these are yeah. these musicians crash. You can't really like dissect them and like oh this is trash oh this they should have done better with this like the i i well yeah no people people wait yeah um i i kind of evaluate musicians and artists like that i kind of evaluate them the same way as i evaluate basketball players like if they have if they have a if they have like an album that if i think it's not good in my opinion I'm not going to question, like, oh, this this rapper fell off or stuff like that. I'm just going to look at it. It was a bad album. Like, a basketball player has a bad game. It was just a bad album, in my opinion. That's the way I look at it. I feel like I am a victim of this, but I feel like the word trash yeah. gets thrown around yeah. way too lightly. Um. Yo, yeah. you know what I was thinking of the other day? This is kind of off. This is kind of off track. I, I feel like music, what? and this would be, yeah. hard, but I feel like music, hip hop especially, because that's kind of what you know. That's what's up nowadays. To I feel like to define a classic, they should make like a music hall of fame type of thing, where it's like you know how like you have to. It has to be out for like five years or something like that, and then after, I guess people take a vote or something like that, and then you could officially name it like a classic album. Like I was thinking, or of, like, would it be like something like games, where you like, have like classic classics like music or classic album tiers, something like that? Yeah, yeah, you could incorporate that too. Yeah, I just think like a like an album hall of fame. Yeah, because like, like we all know this. That, yeah, because this, this doesn't it, apply it, to hip-hop. This, this applies to, like, music in general. There's songs that, like, there's songs that were played, like, 20, 40 years ago that, like, you, they're classics that, like, span, like, generations and stuff like that. 
and like like mm-hmm. I, I, I like I would have heard the song, but like I might not know the artist because like that's way before my time. But like there's those there's those generation type songs yeah. that like everyone's heard and everybody knows. And then your tears below that day, like your if you like lived in that era, lived during that time, then you could probably consider those particular songs classic. A lot of things yeah. are sampled nowadays, so yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I feel I feel like a like an album Hall of Fame would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why not? I don't see why that's an issue. I'm just. I would be interested to see who. Okay, see so here. You know who's like the committee. I feel like it, it would have to who be, goes. It would have here's, to be someone he, very big. Like I automatically, I automatically thought of like Jay Z. Yeah, I was you thinking know, like, about like some. I was think I wasn't thinking about like a musician yeah, and stuff. Nah, like yeah, I was think, like, if you have like, in terms of somebody deciding that, has to be like a well-known producer. Not only that, but I feel like you definitely have to have diversity yeah. in there because yeah, yeah, the Grammys is so rigged, and we we can go we can go on about we we can go on about this all day, but it's like yeah. there's a serious issue with the Grammys. Some artists have touched upon that topic, but if we're gonna do like a Hall of Fame type of thing, we definitely need diversity in there. And I'm not saying let's just have you know, for example, Jay Z is a black man. We're not gonna have only black people there. You can have you can have whatever there as long as they're you know open to anything yeah. and a bright and here's the thing like, like you gotta like line. also like something else if that so, were to happen if you were to factor that into the equation too some some artists may be biased towards particular artists so like that's why I'm saying like a producer would be better because you know but even producers themselves have their own biases well yeah but you can you can also make the argument that you know artists know oh, yeah. who's good and who's I'm not, not gonna good. just like athletes we're know all gonna who's argue if someone who's that, trash that's not that so widely popular would make it that wouldn't make sense I I do feel like no 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 no, no. That, that well, the minute that you deep, give but... the fans the opportunity to to vote on something they ruin it. that would basketball. Uh, Greatest college basketball players of all time. That's an example. You, can, you can't feel, tell me Jordan's the greatest, greatest college basketball player of can, all time. You can't tell me that. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Well, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But you can work. I mean, it's very complicated, yeah. but I feel like you can yeah. work your way around it. But let's say they yeah. don't. Let's just, for the purpose right. of this conversation, yeah. let's just say that doesn't happen. I, I feel like. That's something, and this is a create. This is just a random idea I had. That's something that I feel like should be necessary. Let's celebrate great music that has dropped, you know, ten years ago or five years ago. Because I I said five years. Let's celebrate that, and you know, let's put this as a official classic album. Just like artists celebrate when their album goes platinum or double yeah. platinum or whatever. It. How about this? Like. Let's put it in basketball perspective or just sports in general. Like, you know, your platinums and double platinums, that's like all-star appearances or whatever. And Hall of Fame is your certified classic album. 
maybe you could even incorporate the yeah. artist himself into the Hall of Fame. They yeah. kind of have that, but yeah, not exactly. I feel like that should okay. be something that we okay. should look into. Yeah. I'd be wait one thing one thing before we kind of close out. I'd kind of be I'd be interested if like you know, if artists you know if artists do vote for other artists to be in. See, that's the thing I'm worried about like, too. You know, I'm not gonna vote for you because you know I kind of have like personal uh, beef. With I I feel like, well, okay, are we talking Drake beef with another big artist or? <laughs> Lil Uzi and Rich the Kid, for example. Because, uh, because I feel like there were so many beefs that were supposed to happen, especially last decade. Um, Drake, amongst the biggest people like Drake, J. Cole, yeah. Kendrick, they are very, they are very mature, though. Uh-huh. Where if you're J. Cole, you cannot say Kendrick is, I don't know if you had beef, but like, you cannot say yeah. Kendrick is trash. That's idiotic. You know what I mean? Like, they're very mature. Someone yeah. like Rich the Kid and Lil Uzi, like they both of them aren't even at that level yet. So, nor do I think they should vote. They're not at that level yet. You know what I mean? They could be, but yeah, I mean, what Lil Uzi's twenty five, Rich yeah. the Kid is like not that big. <laughs> you know. So I feel like I, I do see yeah. why you would be concerned about that, but I do feel like the top people are mature enough where, like, beefs aren't... And the other thing, beefs aren't that serious. Unless it's really personal. Beefs aren't... They're not, they're not all that. Compared to yeah, what we've no, seen no in, one's like, gonna shoot know, like the early 90s and, like, all of that. Stupid-ass thing, you know? Okay. I'll take your word for it because you know like more music than I do. To happen, you know? Yeah. I, I, I definitely right, would front, like to see that happen. Any last thoughts or no? Yeah. So all our no skips are we got trap heavy. We have Trap slash Meek Mill type of rapping. Yeah. Which I yeah. enjoy. And then we have a little bit of everything. Yeah. I like the variety. I've... Yeah. Even James even James's was 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 trap heavy. He had uh Die a Legend, Harder Than Ever, Eternal to Take, and then he had um I have some issues with that. List. Welcome yeah. to Faisal Land by G Herbo. It, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. But you know, we can thing. we can argue with him about you know, that. Right. Yeah. It, it's an opinion at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm down to. I'm I'm honestly down to not necessarily yeah. do four skips next show, for example. But I'm down to like. Yeah, we could do that. We liked in yeah. the past or something like that. Like. What do you mean in the know, past? Recommend an album for someone to listen to or something like that. Just like I told you about Rodeo. Oh, yeah. You we can tell, tell the world, hey, I listened to. Wait, before whatever. we yeah. close out. Check it out. 
Yeah. Let us know. Let us let us know. Yeah, but that's that's actually a good um, thing. Can yeah. I can I can I Our throw this out here too? Know if that's what um, you guys would like us. So to do. my friend Mikey Carrera just dropped his yeah. writing page. Um, it's our city underscore yeah. PVD. He just dropped a um. He just dropped a um. Just dropped an article on that, and it'd be great if you guys came out and supported that. Um, it's definitely yep. something that um, you guys will definitely enjoy reading. Um, yeah. Um, his um, his website is rcitypvd.wordpress.com. Um, you can find that on his Instagram page, which is rcity underscore pvd. Um, and we'll probably just put something up on our... Uh, page too just in case you guys want to see that too yep. yeah i definitely agree i i've checked it out a little bit you know it was a great article um i was actually fortunate enough to help him out with it you know it's a great idea definitely it's important you know providence is small and i think it's definitely mm-hmm. important for everyone in the city to support yeah. each other Not so we can well. all grow together. And, and when I, so I, I tweeted a couple of days ago, I hate, oh, crap, what's the word? It, it's basically, oh, I remember the word now. It's um like instant validation. And, and this is not, this is not pointing like fingers at anybody. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't care about your opinion enough for me to do that. But we have to realize there are people out there that aren't widely as known that provide great work in the field that they do, whether yeah. it's photography, writing, music. There's a lot of people that don't even have like a Twitter or anything like that. And it's very important to support kind of don't don't blindly support people where it's like you don't even know the person. And you're like, oh, wow, I like your stuff without even actually checking it out. But it's like, you know, take the time to see the network of you know, creativity and what's yeah. going on in the Yeah, I feel, yeah, like that's, that. def- that's definitely so important. that's kind of my message. That's definitely important. Yeah. I just, I, I just hate, I just hate the fact that, like, a, a widely known person will drop mid-tier work and it, you know, it blows up and then somebody that's a little bit on the lower end of that spectrum drops something that's, you know, actually pretty good yeah, and you don't get true. the same attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm not indirecting yeah. anybody either. It's more just yeah. a general thing, kind of like a world thing. But I've noticed it in Providence a little bit. And Providence, like you said, Providence yeah. is a great. Providence is coming. Providence is definitely coming. All right. So, all right. Yeah, that's kind of my message out. There. Any last thoughts in here? Come before we wrap it up. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to the sixth episode of Beyond the Bleachers. Nope, I'm good. And next week, we'll have our NBA, NFL draft special. We'll be, we'll, we'll be talking about who we think will be going in the NFL and where. And see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.